You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Men in Black, the MIB. You, no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme Being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. We are your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am. Oh wait, I forgot. What are we doing? No, don't worry about the flashy thing. <laughs> we, we also have costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hi, hi. Here we are, guys. Continuing Will Smith month. I realized when I was watching this film that I had seen it before. Hmm. <laughs> I think everybody's seen this one before, right? <laughs> I've seen this movie so many times. I like this movie is very quotable, and this uh, it, I think it just hit just right in my in my world. It was everywhere. You know, I think it I think it hit right in in everybody's world at the at the right time. This is the you know think about this. This is the only successful critical and box office wise clone of Ghostbusters. The only one that exists. All the other ones uh, people don't like or they're failures. Like, uh, what was that one with David Duchovny and um, Orlando Jones? Evolution? That was, that was, that was a failure. Um, You're breaking my brain here, Brian. You shut your fucking mouth, clone of fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, you know, oh, whatever. A spiritual <laughs> successor. How about that? There we go. Is that, is that nicer? You know, it, it's freaking me out because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it now and I didn't catch it before because I'm an idiot. But yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like all those other ones were were bad. This is like for whatever reason the only one that worked. Even that Rest in Peace department with Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. That that was a failure too. Didn't see that one. <laughs> it's it's pretty much the same thing. Only it was like uh, angels and demons instead of uh, sci-fi aliens. And they even have really cool guns. It just kind of like it, it, it's freaking me out. Yeah, it's totally it's totally Ghostbusters. That's one big Twinkie. <laughs> just uh, just as funny as Ghostbusters, I would say though. The comedy, uh, comedy works. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones in one of his best roles ever. Probably, he's so solid in this. The Fugitive will always hold a very special place in my in my heart. Though. I don't care. 
You should care, David. It's a great movie. Oh, wait, no, that's a line from the movie. Uh, that's oh. a line from the movie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. He's, he's so matter of fact. He, he, he plays he plays dry really well, you know, he's so, and especially in this one. But in this one, he lets a little bit of his like little, you know, his little, I don't know, his goodness shine through every now and then. You kind of see a glint past the the solemn character that he plays. Yeah, I, I well, I, I guess at this time, I'm thinking about like movies I saw with Tommy Lee Jones in the theater. Like after The Fugitive, Tommy Lee Jones got a little goofy for a little while. Like uh, Batman Forever, where he where he was two-faced and he's just a little over the top. And by a little, I mean a lot. And yeah. Th- this was kind of a nice return to form in terms of like uh, his blockbuster stuff. I mean, I, he was doing things like The Client and, you know, movies like that. Excellent. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that in a while. <laughs> I, don't know I, I, remember, I remember it being pretty strong. Why? With the walk-in closet. <laughs> We need to do a John Christian month. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's put that one a little farther away from where we are now. <laughs> Looking forward to some new stuff. But Tommy Lee Jones, excellent, you know. Uh, but I'm kind of pissed off that this doesn't pop up in his top four on IMDb, which are The Fugitive, No Country for Old Men, The Horseman, which I haven't seen, so he could totally go right there, and then Lincoln, which... Who the fuck? Who was he in Lincoln? Why don't yeah, I remember that? Yeah, he's barely because he's barely in it. He's well. I well mean, then why is that on his top four? Yeah, I don't know. It's like maybe in thirty <laughs> minutes of that movie. Yeah, he played Thaddeus Stevens, so me- memorable by IMDb, but not by me. Yeah, there seems like there's a lot of great roles that they're leaving out. Like uh, 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 his villainous turn in Under Siege is more memorable. Than- <laughs> Whoa, dude! Fuck yeah! He's wearing a he's wearing like a fucking leather jacket, and he looks like a badass. And didn't he have a bandana around his neck like Negan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it starts off around his his head. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Goes I definitely remember a bandana. So yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Amazing, and it's amazing that they got him to do this. You know, I mean, like I, I don't know. Maybe he was just having a little moment and wanted to do something goofy, but he totally he makes the movie for me. And it's a Marvel film. On top of that, look at that. Wait, what? This is part of the Marvel universe, the MCU. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't. I don't want to get crucified by comic nerds <laughs> now. I'm not opening that can of worms. But uh, it is based off of a Marvel comic. Yeah. So Will Smith could like show up in in like Guardians of the Galaxy. Pop out with his neuralizer. It is possible. Wow, they should do that. You know they should, especially like when they're doing all those crazy time jumps in Guardians of the Galaxy, and they they do all those flybys of the other planets, and you get like little cameos. They should totally have a Men in Black with Will Smith. <laughs> it's just Will Smith like Tom Cruise running after a uh, <laughs> after an alien down the street. <laughs> just tell it, just screaming like really bad one liners at it. Freeze me, stop, asshole! Like you know, <laughs> it's just raining black people in Mars. <laughs> well, so, no, that was actually a really clever you know uh, exposition. I like when exposition is clever. You know, it's like you know, okay, we're in New York. It'd always be raining black people in New York. Yeah. Oh, well, he's also got the, uh, when he, like, finally pulls that alien al- the, to the side of that, I don't know, wh- whatever the fuck that is, that fence. And he's like, yeah, what does he say, N- NYPD? Yeah, 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 he's totally throwing that out there. But I I like how overlit that, that whole section is. It, it, it's it's lit comic booky. The city looks cool right there. It, do- it doesn't look, they don't make the city look dark and drab, really. It's kind of like, it's all open and lit. It's got a cool feel to it. Well, that's just the tourist areas of New York. 
I mean, in most of Manhattan. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that's what it looks like. <laughs> I was saying that that was just natural because I mean, like there were lights all over, and they sure didn't give they a lit fuck. it. Fuck, they didn't give a fuck. They, I saw three HMIs in shots. They did not give a shit. Yeah, I'm sure they lit it, but no, no, like um, the city, especially the tourist parts, because they want you to go out at night to take pictures and stuff at night, and so it's like very well lit, like overly lit. Oh, I, I did notice that when, uh, the first time I went to New York, I actually took an old film camera with me. It was like an old '70s Pentax. And I was able to get perfect exposure in Times Square in the middle of the night because of all yeah. the lights. It was amazing. Yeah. But meanwhile, if you live there, like you have to conserve electricity because they're having the some issues. Using it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some pretty cool videos today of the of the subways and streets flooding in New York. Oh my and god! People, that looked people disgusting. dealing with it. Oh, oh yeah, god. people are just like walking oh, through. Yeah, well, and, and, it's like hip deep. It's hip deep. Okay? Yeah, and they're going down to these subways, and they're just like sludging through all this like you know nasty water. And people are like, oh, I can't believe you're going down there. It's disgusting. Um, so at the beginning of this movie, there's a really cool scene where they have an, they have a, an illegal alien bust, where you know, but it's not aliens; it's aliens. And uh, do you guys remember this scene? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay, so. They figure out who's the real alien, quote unquote, because, you know, he can't speak Spanish. And so they pull him off to the side out of the van and the men in black take him down the hill and they start dressing him down. You know, they, they you know, they cut off his head and, and they show all this stuff, you know, like, the, you know, you're an alien. What are you doing here? And then one of the cops comes at the top of the hill and then. You know, to kind of see what's happening down there. And then the alien takes one of his little eyes and flips it over the back of his head. And then for some reason, out of nowhere, just hawks out and to go kill the cop. What the fuck was that about? It's called anxiety. Uh, yeah. He just doesn't want to be seen. Who knows, man? That, that made zero sense. <laughs> it's like, I guess he's mad because the, uh, because the, the human saw his alien form. I'll go with that. I mean, there's no, there's no reason. I mean, we don't know anything about these aliens. You know, it could be just like, I, I don't know. Th- this, this fucking thing could eat people for all we know. You know, and the, and the cops just busted him, and he's like, oh, all right, I'm a crazy alien serial killer. I'll go along. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I think, the, I think that's the one that uh, Will Smith does the dance with in the music video. So he can't be a serial killer. Uh, yes, that is true. <laughs> Mikey is that the alien. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that one's the one that's you know that's got the the dance moves. I can do the little. <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of actually interpret. I did actually interpret it as like some weird like form of anxiety because he clearly knows who is it. K. Like they have a conversation. They clearly know each other, uh, and then it's like this this police officer, or maybe he just hates cops. Like I mean, it's unclear. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's the other person, and he's just like, oh, you can't see me. They do. It, they do have some really. When, when he turns around and, and and he lunges at that cop, and uh, <laughs> and Kay pulls his gun out and shoots him, and he like vaporizes. He like just blows up. It's one of the times in the movie they have this really cool like splatter particle effect kind of thing going on. It happens a lot in this movie, and it's super fucking cool looking. Yeah, I, I like all the alien gore. It all works out well. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's it's all. It, it's like somebody's going to get covered in goo, and it's and it's going to go in their mouth, like. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me so much of like the Nickelodeon era when they would just like have oh, slime somebody slime yeah the slime you can't you guys see it ever... on TV or was that it well no it was well maybe during your time Brian but I remember uh, like uh, Double Dare and um, you know Wild and Crazy Kids remember that one 
No, there was a, there was another show where they, they they would say something and green slime would get poured on uh, poured on their heads. I think this is a Nickelodeon thing. They would just slam you with with slime whenever they could. <laughs> there was one that was like it was green. And it was it was thick and. <laughs> No, no, no. I think what Brian's talking about is the original thing, and it became so popular that they just started slime. Yes, they started sliming you whenever they could. But Brian, I think Brian's talking about like the original Nickelodeon slime show. Yeah, there was I don't remember what it just is. A, it was, that, that's the whole point of the show. Is like you you would sit down if and you say the wrong. Like they would yes. ask you questions, but like and if you said like whatever the secret word was or something, like they would slime you. Something like that. Yeah. You can't. I think it was called. You can't say that on television. I think that's what it was called. I'm not 100 percent sure, but those days are long gone in the back of my brain. <laughs> you can't do that on television. You that's can't it. do that on te- television. There we go. And then the next one was figure it out. And then the one that I remember was Double Dare. Yeah, double. I remember Double Dare. I remember Double Dare as well. But that that had like all kinds of disgusting shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was not just like oh we're not just gonna slide them we're gonna make you like go through like a there was a mouth with. Like all this gross fucking. There was this shit. one that they did that, like, uh, you know, that basically they, they would have like these piles of bubble gum, and you would have to like take a piece, unwrap it, and chew it, and then stick it on to a scale, and you had to chew all these different, you know, and, and make the larger ball of like chewed bubble gum, and and level it out, and the first team to do that wins. This is gross. These kids just <laughs> chawing on this bubble gum. The poor motherfuckers had to clean that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, man. Those motherfuckers are making $500 a day, bro. They got it. <laughs> I'm a glorified janitor. I'm cleaning up bubble gum under the fucking bench seats. But you live in Florida. And they got palm trees. Way off topic. <laughs> <You know. laughs> but it, it does relate to slime, and this movie has a lot of slime. It does. I think Tony uh, Shaloub's uh, head explosion and grow back is is probably my favorite slime moment. Dude, his his eyes and his teeth and all that, and then when he, when his head grows back, he's like glistening. Uh, it, it's so awesome. Yeah, he he's so perfect. Yeah, that that is super great casting. And the way his head comes back too, and it, it looks like a I don't it it starts to form. It looks like a, almost like an ass. <laughs> Does it? I don't remember it looking like an ass. <laughs> the way it like bulges up, and there's these two bulges, and then it like starts. It's like I think oh, it a looks piece like Dracula. <laughs> it kind of does look like Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how much that stings. It, it it just it just dawned on me when watching something done correctly. It's just it's so much easier to see everything that was wrong with the Wild Wild West. Like just the fight scene at the end of this movie, I just I loved it so much more than it, than the whole climax in Wild Wild West, and that's because they never make Will Smith the real big badass. Like he's talking shit to the alien at the end, the bug. He's getting he's getting bitch slapped, but yeah, he's getting his ass kicked because <laughs> he's still he's still the new young you know wet behind the ears new guy. You know, we're getting everything, the story from his perspective, and it, it that is still funny. It just perfectly explains like how, why, why everything in Wild Wild West just doesn't work. It's just like all of that comedy is gone because you're losing that buffoonery, the uh, Inspector Clouseau like slapstick moment. It's it, that is just completely gone, and it's all it's just given to the bad guys in Wild Wild West. And it's like, no, you don't you don't make your bad guy. Your slapstick, you know, th- that's your villain. It does bug me a little bit, <clears throat> pun intended, um, that 
for some reason the bug thing can kill those two guys in the uh, in the coffee shop or whatever. You just by slamming his like tentacle through their neck or whatever. But like he never tries to use that against you know uh, Will Smith who's jumping on his back and hitting him with sticks and shit, throwing rocks at him. It seems a little it seems a little weak at the end when, when he's so powerful at the, really at the beginning. He, he he could take you out with a single hit. He's more distracted at the end. Well, I feel like he's just trying to get away at that point. Yeah, he's so close. He's not thinking well. I can taste it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's also got like what less than ten minutes to get his ass off Earth before uh, another alien race like completely evaporates our planet. Okay, I didn't think about that. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> there is that countdown going. It is weird that the the bug never talks to anybody when he's in bug form. He does in the very beginning when he tells the guy to to put his weapon down. <laughs> and the farmer's like, you could take this shotgun out of my cold, dead hands. And he's like, I find your proposal acceptable. And he's yeah. talking there in bug form. And he talks when he's inside the human body. But at the end of the movie, he he just doesn't say shit. Maybe because they, they, now you're actually seeing him. And they and they didn't like how the animation for the mouth was going to work. Because I also noticed that, the I don't know if it, it was if it was in y'all's version but uh when the dog was talking his his mouth was kind of in shadow most of the time i don't think they're real happy with some of their animations wait wait, you're talking about when uh k's out there shaking frank the pug (laughs) when he was shaking frank yeah every time frank and it cuts into cuts into frank's face for his close-up his mouth's kind of in shadow oh no i could see the mouth just fine must be my uh must be my tv or something yeah, no, I could see. Um, I was watching uh, a new. I was watching it in 4K the the new transfer. Well, I guess it's not that new. Whatever it came out for the 20th anniversary, so that would have been like what three, four years ago. I don't know. I don't like to think about big numbers like that. It makes me feel old. <laughs> I think this movie's turning 25 next year. It, what, oh God. Yeah, it came out in 1997. So yeah, next year it'd be 25 years old. Kids that were born when this came out can now finally rent a car. It's great. They'll get a Ford POS. <laughs> Just don't push the red button. Which, when I, when I, when I was such a stupid kid when I saw this, I was like, a Ford POS? I've never heard of that car. I know what the LTD is. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about um, uh, Hollywood math in Hollywood accounting uh, last podcast. Yeah. The writer for this movie, Ed Solman, he is still on Twitter to this very day. Like, I think if you go on Twitter right now, you scroll down to like I think his fourth or fifth tweet. It's about Men in Black and how they've never fucking paid him a goddamn dime for royalties. Now <laughs> 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 this movie cost ninety million dollars and brought in over half of a billion dollars. He's like, wait a minute, I'm not an accountant, but how the fuck is <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> yeah, ninety million dollars estimated, five hundred and eighty nine million dollar gross. And you know they got some fucking you know they got some money from ray-ban bro how would they not at least are the main are they they ray-bans i i I remember that from when the the movie came out just all the that that's how i know what ray-bans are it's because of this fucking film (laughs) wow i wonder if you can buy these men in black ray-bans they had uh they had some come out with the uh the new one that had uh the people from thor i forget what that movie's called uh men in black international that's what it was called the one without Will Smith. Did you see that one? I did. I did. I took the kids to that. 
It's not very good. Sounds like it was. It sounds like it was great. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you can pick up the men's um, <clears throat> Predator Two sunglasses, which are the ones from the movie for one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh man, you almost got me excited there for a second. I was like, wait, Ray Bans made fucking glasses for Predator Two as well. Oh, <laughs> Danny Glover is like a fucking. He's <laughs> my spirit animal. I need a quick look at sunglasses because I'm going to buy them. <clears throat> so yeah, closing that page. <laughs> wait, were you on eBay? <laughs> No, no, you actually can buy them off of uh, Ray Ban's website. What for real? And you can get them on Amazon. The ones that are in this movie. Yes, they still make those glasses. They still make the glasses. Some things are timeless. <laughs> classic. The word is classic. <laughs> I have. I'll, I'll let me. I'll add in. As a little, I was a little disappointed <laughs> with this movie, and I have to say, what? I know, I know, Brian, you're a hundred percent correct. Mm-mm. There's so much about this that's so much better than Wild Wild West. Okay. All right. I thought she was going another way right <laughs> wait, there. Wait, wait, wait. Where else did you think I was going? Because I can go in another way if we, if we well, need you were to. Like saying, you were saying you were a little disappointed in the movie, and then you were like, so Brian, here's the you thing. Were... Here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, this movie was so funny when I was a kid. I loved this movie when I was a kid. I saw this movie in theaters, and I saw the second one in theaters. I was obsessed with this movie. I don't know. Watching it now, I was like, hmm. Will Smith is just kind of like, he's kind of a jerk and he's so immature and he's old. Like, he's not like he's like an 18 year old kid. I was like, <laughs> kind of being a dick to everybody. <laughs> like, why do you have to do that? Which is so sad because I love Will Smith. And also, yeah. um, I will say, no, hold on, because this hurts. But like the his outfit in Wild Wild West was so much better than his outfit in this movie. I just okay. you don't like his outfits. Can't get behind it. <laughs> They're very '90s. He's got some like jumpsuits and some like you know crazy yeah. wild bright colors I didn't and weird say jackets. It, and... Yeah, it's very accurate, but it's not attractive. So hmm. it's disappointing. Yeah, but before he puts the uh, the suit he's gonna wear for the rest of his life on, uh, yeah, his his wardrobe is like which <laughs> is not true. Oh, it's so baggy. It's just like oh yeah. They changed this. They changed the suit at the end, so it's not the suit he's going to wear for the rest of his life. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> well, you he know, comes out where he comes out wearing some shit that looks like he was in Demolition Man. <laughs> no, but like, okay. <laughs> Does he not? <laughs> no, that is an awesome callback, bro. So on point. Happy goodbye, bye, or whatever the hell they say. <laughs> Be well. Oh, be, be, I know it's be well, but then they say something else. But uh, yeah, who knows? Oh, yeah. that is so good, man. But he is a dick. Like when he goes through the um, like the gun training thing, and and he has to exp- ex- explain to Zed why he killed the uh, the little girl instead of the other ones. I'd appreciate it if you back up off my ass about it, or do I owe her an apology? Why is he so aggro right there? Especially because I love that why when he explains why he shot her, and I'm just like, oh, I actually made a really good point. And then yes, he gets yeah. like. Super aggressive, he's, and you're just he's like super aggro. Yeah, like back off. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> you're trying to get a job here, you know. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of like the Tom Cruise action hero mold, you know. I don't. Tom, is Tom Cruise that much of a dick? Oh yeah, Tom Cruise always yeah. Like that's every movie that's he his thing. yeah ever stars in. He's always the arrogant, like full of himself asshole. That slowly. But, Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, even the scene with Tommy Lee Jones, where Tommy Lee Jones is like looking at his long lost love 
And then Will Smith comes over and starts making fun of him. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> what's your problem? <laughs> I just thought it was like, he's just so rude the whole time. And I, I, I remember, like, I don't know. I feel like I remember it being like very, very funny. And like, as a kid, I don't think I picked up on that. But like, as an adult, I'm like, wow, like, I understand like why you have no friends now. And like, this is appealing <laughs> to you because he doesn't even have to think about it. He's like, yeah, I'll give up my whole life enjoying you guys because he has no life because he's a dick. Wow. What? That's, I mean, I'm being nice. Like, did you she, watch she that is, though? <laughs> she's kind of telling the truth. He's, I was a little taken back by him being a little bit of a dick in the movie as well. Really? Yeah. Man, maybe I've just seen too many '90s films. God, what's wrong with me? Maybe I'm just a dick. Holy no, shit! No, I, I, I think I just think we're getting soft in our old age. <laughs> we're we're very modern in our wokeness. <laughs> I'm sure Griggs would be saying the same thing. He's like, "Wow, this guy's such an asshole, guys." <laughs> no, I I think he's hilarious. I don't know. I just there's just he has so many... funny lines. I just feel like the humor is dated in the sense that he's just making fun of everybody and i feel like we don't really like as we don't really do that anymore in terms of humor we make fun of other things now not people and their emotions and their situations <laughs> yeah. yeah people don't have emotions i don't know well i mean I, tommy lee jones character is very stiff but he's not i actually love tommy lee jones's character because he's i don't think he's stiff he has a very he's very deadpan but he has so much life and humor and all of his lines and the kind of the way he says it and even in like in his eyes like you can see his eyes are like lighting up but he's but his, his body is very deadpan and i actually really like the way he plays that i thought that was great yeah but i mean like the characters are even you know like uh the more uh, dr weavers <laughs> Is over there, like oh, I don't want to tell that guy because he looks like he's already stressed out. <laughs> like everybody's already scared of Kay in the whole film, so I don't know. It, it, Will Smith her, her is character. just trying to bring the walls down, man, and get him to open up and talk to him. Like even when he's giving him shit about his like his girl that he's like fucking stalking on a fucking computer, he's just trying to get him to like talk to him and like be a human with him, as opposed to being shut down and like so far removed from everyone. I don't know. I, 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 I'd like Will Smith in this. I can see that. Um, what do you think happens to you when you get neuralized? What, the science behind, like, what the light does to your brain? <laughs> I, don't know. I would, I would no. guess something with short-term memory loss. Like, okay, because the morgue lady, uh, Ferentino, how do you say her name? L Linda? Linda Ferentino, I guess. Linda, Linda Ferentino, Ferentino. Anyways, um, <laughs> obviously this happens all the time. Because, you know, th apparently there are aliens around every corner. And, you know, pe they're going to get found out all the time. And, you know, it, so e even Will Smith, uh, Jay, he brings it up in the movie a lot. You know, you're, you're going to give somebody fucking cancer because you're, you're popping them constantly. But it's really weird how she is not freaked out by anything that, that's happening. And I think that that's because it's happened to her many times before. So even though you've been neuralized... Maybe your brain still hangs on to it a little bit so you don't really like, you know, if something weird happens, you don't freak out because you've already experienced it. They've just told you that you haven't experienced it or I don't I don't know. It's just weird how, how she's just kind of like she's like, oh, cool. This is awesome. You know, she's just totally in on it. And, and then even but, you know, Will Smith, when the first time he sees things, he like freaks out. He's like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, he has the proper reaction. I would generally agree with your assessment, but also there's some like weird people out there who I don't think would be freaked out because they kind of live in that, not necessarily a world of aliens, although it could be like, I know there are a lot of people who are like into aliens and into actually 
aliens coming here and all i mean even like lately with all of the um the military admitting that there's ufos and all of that stuff um no one seems to care no one seems to care and so maybe she's just one of those people who doesn't care she could also be on like she could be like heavily medicated we don't know but also <laughs> um no i i do agree with you i do think your brain kind of would store that i mean that's kind of what shock is like you can go into shock where um something is happening and it's so traumatic to you that your brain holds on to the normalcy so you can still function i don't know that that's what the flashy thing is doing though so when when she and jay are there talking and they're looking over the body and she's got his hands all down in the the dude's chest and she looks at him and she's like yeah it's a really bad deja vu have we met before had they met before yeah, we see them. To, yeah, we saw like, them. It, yeah, when he's uh, like right after. I'm just trying to piece it up. Right after the, he does the whole chase thing, and he's in there with his captain, and the captain's like, "What?" Oh, that's right. Then he's got. Then he pops her in the hallway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, for some reason in my head, I'm trying to piece it back together. Yeah, so like you know, it, it's there. She, they, they. I guess it's just it just it doesn't really take it all away. It just kind of you know puts a layer over it. I guess. But I it know. would make sense. I think it would make sense what you're saying that the brain would remember it even if you're you can't subconscious or like the subconscious would remember it even if you can't consciously recall it because that happens all the time you're like hmm, i feel like i, I feel like I, I remember something here but i don't know what it is or like you've lost your key or something you know something's weird you just you know you know there's something there but you just can't remember what it was yeah i mean even when you look at the way our patterns and the way we behave like it's all because at some point that's how we've been taught, but I don't think anyone could sit here and be like, "No, I learned how to do this on this day." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I remember. I remember when I figured out what a triangle was, and I was like, "Damn, I'm gonna know what a triangle is." Forever. <laughs> what the fuck's a triangle? Wait, what? <laughs> is that a space object? I don't remember that in the movie. The Karelian spaceships are ch- are kind of shaped like triangles. Oh my gosh, they did not spend a lot of money on that, did they? <laughs> Dude, all that, all that stuff, uh, like all the screen work and all that kind of stuff, just looks kind of bo- looks kind of boo boo. It's just like, eh, you know, it's all right. It, it made me realize, yeah. like, <laughs> when we see screens today, like how much is like fucking holographic projection or like you know, like the Iron yeah. Man shit and all that stuff. Like yeah, how yeah, much yeah. that is just taken over. Well, you know, they, they they were showing that that's kind of what it was in this one. If you if you think about the oval, it had like these little beams. Yeah, they that were, were going out. Yeah, they were trying. They, they, they were they were trying to put that into there. I give you that, but yeah. And, and and it's also really weird, like the paintings on the wall in the in the headquarters. It looks like um, you think of like at the movie at the end of the movie Ghost when we're going to heaven and we see all the people standing and they're all kind of silhouette. The walls yeah. of the MIB headquarters kind of have that. It's it's like all these silhouetted people. It looks like oh a crowd. yeah yeah yeah. And so and like you know and so but but if you see it like in Boca and like you know out of focus in in the deep in the distance, it feels like the place is really big and it's full of people. But when you actually catch a glimpse of the walls, you can see that there's just like murals of, of people. It's, it's weird. Well, it's, 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 it's supposed to be murals of all the big MIB moments throughout history. Oh, it is that at the end. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's telling. It's the it's the hieroglyphics. It's telling the story. Yeah, I, I didn't get to see what the uh, the other one is down uh, on the other side of Zed's office because they, the one with the the queen's uh, UFOs, <laughs> uh, they're in between like the front screen and and like Zed's. Like second story circular office that's kind of floating in the middle of the room. I, I didn't get to see what the other mural, mural was, but it, it, there's something painted on the wall back there. It's just always hmm. out of focus. Well, I did see that uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and uh, Sylvester Stallone are all aliens. 
Is that a is that really a surprise though? <laughs> it's funny, like George Lucas just sitting there working at his desk, <laughs> and they took they took a shot at a uh, uh, fucking cab drivers hardcore man. Oh hell yeah, dude! Oh, not only that, but that's also how like Will Smith like figured out like uh, oh the alien got in a cab because he took out he's, he's... <laughs> all his fucking ethnic shit from his cab and threw it on the ground. He's like, oh well, of course. Oh, priceless. <sighs> See, that's those are good moments though because Will Smith's always on the go. He, like he, as soon as something happens, he reacts. Hell, as soon as his K shoots uh the dude in the fucking shoots Tony Shalhoub in the face and it explodes his head like uh Jay instantly pulls his gun mm-hmm. and he's like boom you know like he, he instantly reacts no matter what uh but you know which is kind of I guess that's showing his youth you know he, he doesn't think about it but then every time something happens Kay's kind of like eh all right fuck it you know he's always like dude he can't leave we have his ship he's like bro I don't think he's going anywhere you're, you're freaking out you know I know we're running out of time but you know There'll be another one of these tomorrow. I actually, yeah, that was one of the (laughs) lines that I loved from this movie. And it kind of always stuck with me when, when Will Smith is freaking out and Kay is like, no, there's always going to be some sort of like kidnapping or, you know, end of the world or whatever. He's like, none of these people know and they can't know. He's like, that doesn't matter. And I, I always, I loved that line. It always made so much sense to me, especially like when you think about, just the way the world is and like <laughs> like looking at the news versus like actually going outside like it it just it doesn't you, you can't know if you want to continue living your life which i think most people do it is a good line so this has nothing to do with what i just said but i will also <laughs> say <laughs> go on <laughs> so i have always loved tommy lee jones from this movie and i was a kid when i saw this obviously and um I, for like at least a year, maybe two years, thought that Tommy Lee Jones was married to Pamela Anderson and he was the one who was like, you know, knocking her around and beating her. And I was like, but he's such a great character. You're like, I can't wait to see this sex tape. It's so sad. It's so (laughs) sad. Tommy Lee Jones. He would do that. (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones has a massive cock (laughs) right <laughs> Back saying Pamela what Anderson, I've heard. he's like, "Oh, yeah. I just broke every bone in my head." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh, that's, that's pretty wild. <laughs> oh, <sighs> probably the most famous sex tape, or like the first famous sex tape, right? Uh, yeah, was was Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Pamela Anderson. Surely there were others before it. I mean, we've had videotaping since what? Something when... like famous that like everybody. Yeah, they got passed movie. around before the internet existed. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that did happen before, but I, th- that that's got to be like the biggest one. No, I think yeah, I think you're right. I'm just saying like it. It just yeah, because that uh, that was. That was on the internet. Was that on the internet? We had the internet then. It, it, no, it, it, it later it's... became on the internet. It later was on the internet. Okay, uh, this was before but, you know, that. That tape was passed around almost as much as that one from the ring, and just as many people died from watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, it was like seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some things you can't unsee. <laughs> Never get that seven minutes back. <laughs> Will Smith, where's the flashy thingy? <laughs> 
called a neuralizer. <laughs> I wish I had one. <laughs> oh, no shit, man. Uh, are we at a break point here? I think so. Let's do it. All right, we're going to take a break, guys. We'll be back. This is the trailer for Men in Black. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. We'll take it from here. Who the hell are you? INS Division 6. There is no Division 6. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. You're all here because you're the best of the best. And we're looking for one of you. Hey! What's up? You want to get some coffee? You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. <laughs> hey, you guys get along all right? No. All right, I'm in. From now on, you will have no identifying marks of any kind. You are no longer part of the system. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Series 4, de-atomizer. That's what I'm talking about. Noisy cricket. I feel like I'm going to break this damn thing. Gets better. Dad, we have a bug. Unlimited technology from the whole universe, and we cruise around in a Ford POS. Fasten your seatbelt. See, now we got to work on your people skills. Columbia Pictures and Amblin Entertainment present. I knew it. This is an alien, and you guys are from some government agency trying to keep it under wraps. Nah. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. I'm gonna count to three. He'll do it, Jeeves. One. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two. He's always crazy. Why don't you get a massage or take a cruise? Three. Do you have any idea how much that stings? Will Smith. What the hell are you? Your world's gonna end. In a new film from the director of The Addams Family and Get Shorty. Men in Black, protecting the Earth from the scum of the universe. You know how to use these things? No idea whatsoever. And we're back. That was the trailer for Barry Sonnenfeld's Men in Black. It was a good trailer. It was a great trailer. Yeah, it's a good trailer. What? It was so much more entertaining than the movie. What are you talking about? Whoa. <laughs> Hold the phone. Wait, wait. This isn't, this is, we're not talking about Wild Wild West anymore. <laughs> Maybe we should go back to like what you guys were saying last week because I kind of agree with it, but like on this movie. So what for real? I thought all of this was great. Like all the situational comedy was funny, and like even their the, the great police uh, partner, you know, duo thing going on here. They're, they're playing it straight. It, it, the buddy cop formula, and it's with aliens, and that's where the comedy arises. It's. I thought this was well done. This is funny. This is the funniest movie we've done since the fucking Birdcage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hands down. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. There haven't been that movie since the Birdcage. To be fair, what's that? We don't do very many comedies. What we just we we've done two since then, or three. <laughs> <laughs> as of late i don't i just uh it felt like a lot of stale one-liners like even the when the guy at the beginning was like oh you can have my gun when you pry it from my cold dead fingers i was just like 
that's so like such a cliche like everything in this is so cliched i was bored well yeah i mean that's the cliched line and then the joke is like okay your proposal uh, is i find success uh, acceptable and then he gets eaten yeah you know, on that, <laughs> you found it enjoyable when, as a kid when you watched it. You just I did. It. No, yeah. I, yeah, I loved this as movie as a kid. Uh, yeah. uh, but I, um, I was going to say on that note, I thought when I was a kid, I hated all of the bugs and the cockroaches and everything. They were oh, so disgusting. But I have to say that when I was watching it this time. Okay, so I don't know if this is like accurate or not, but somebody on Twitter said that cockroaches and lobsters are the same meat. It's the same like whatever. And like they were explaining like that's why they don't eat lobsters because like why would you eat a lobster? It's just like eating a cockroach. And so that's the whole the only that's what I was thinking of the whole time that he had like the cockroaches going up and down his sleeve was like I wonder. <laughs> Wait, if how it tastes as good as lobster? If it's lobster, if it's the same meat as lobster, well, yeah. You know, shrimp, shrimp, and and lobsters and stuff like that. Yeah, they're just they're just like sea bugs, right? Like that's what they were saying is that it's like they're just like the they're they're bugs. Yeah, they are. They are. They're just they're just bugs. They're crustaceans. <laughs> Hello, they're they're <laughs> they're in the shellfish family. That's what they are. <laughs> they're not in the insect family. No, no. And I. But I mentioned this. They're, they're, they're sea bugs. <laughs> That's not but how I, that works. <laughs> but I mentioned that to somebody else, and they were saying that it makes sense because, like, lobsters actually used to have like a really bad reputation, and like they were they like sent me this article on how they the industry managed to turn it around and make lobsters like a high class food, but like actually no, like yeah, they're like bugs of the they're like the cockroaches of the ocean. People often call lobsters the cockroaches of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Lobsters are not very closely related to cockroaches, despite occupying distant branches from each other on the tree of life. Cockroaches and lobsters do share similar diets, segmented bodies, hard exoskeletons, and nocturnal activity patterns. Ew. So therefore, <laughs> lobster does not taste like cockroach meat. <laughs> okay, but wait, do we have someone taste test this? Because I want to know like, how they determine this. Do you think? All right, like, who's going to people... eat the cockroach? Who's going to do it? <laughs> I will. All right, I'll, 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 I'll try it. No, it can't. I've, I've ate, can't be chocolate covered. Can't be roasted. Just, just. I, I did have. I did. I, I did have a no, like, uh, sweet and sour right. onion cricket. Do you like get like a no, no, no. Get like a. We need like a cockroach. When like sour let's let's onion. cook it right. Like get some butter. Put it on like a bun. Like you would a fucking lobster. Let's I think do like you a just popper. eat it like popcorn. I think you just pick it up and eat it. No, that's crickets. That's what you tell you. No, crickets. I think. I've seen Fear Factor. I know what happens. You just pick it up and eat it. Well, I don't know. You're boiling the lobster. You should, I guess we should at least try to boil the cockroach as well. You know, right? Then we get the same. You're not. You're not. Gonna, you're not gonna eat the lobster raw, are you? You're not just gonna pick yeah, the lobster. Yeah, but like you know, but like look, look, look. Chicken is amazing, but when you boil it, it sucks. You know. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is we should have multiple cockroaches prepared different ways. Yeah, so we, we should know. saute them in a little garlic and butter, yeah. and you know. like over some rosemary, maybe. Wait, 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 wait. In, in in Temple of Doom, were they not like picking up like bugs and like, like uh, sucking? Yeah, it was like sucking kind of the guts. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was not a sucking the guts out of them. Yeah, I think maybe just do it like that. If you get the big cockroaches, then we peel the back of them off when we eat the inside of it. Ooh, dessert: chilled monkey brains. Chilled monkey brains. <laughs> I, still, I still think you need to prepare it. Indiana Jones. Sorry. You still need what? What did you say, Kristen? I said you still need to prepare it. You can't just eat it like that. It's not like 
It's not like a veggie tray that you eat raw. Like well, they, <laughs> they, they, they at least they, they did some kind of steaming in Temple of Doom. There was there was some kind of prepared. I don't. I don't they, they cooked it somehow. I don't know how. You can steam it in banana leaves. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terribly disgusting. <laughs> Ooh, but that was a big bug. If you cook the one at the end of this movie, I mean. Then we could prepare that like all different kinds of ways. Yeah, and apparently you can go inside of it and still survive. So, well, he, uh, Tommy Lee Jones just got swallowed. There was no like actual chewing or digestion. He had to be in there. It had to be pretty stingy. There's no air. He held his breath <laughs> a long time. It's fucking. It's Tommy Lee Jones, bro. He's got that. Okay, he's got that all day long. I like the ending. I thought it was. I I liked the last fight scene. I enjoyed it. I like that UFO fucking crashing, man. Oh, dude. That, no, it's awesome. Such a great money shot. Oh, it's so awesome. My favorite alien in this is like the baby that's born on the side of the road. It's so cute. Oh, the little squid thing that like vomits in his face. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You have a squid. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good moment where, you know, they do the cop pulling the guy over thing and where are you going? And it's just back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, well, and then the camera like, you know, hands to the right and you see his wife back there giving birth and but like you know she's sitting still the whole time and, and until they you know what i mean they, they, they time it perfectly it's a good it's a great moment good it's a good reveal yeah i like what barry Sonnenfeld does with his uh camera and the blocking i i think works he where he leave he's got a lot where he'll he'll just leave these shots that are just locked down and he'll just let them live and let the comedy just Go from it. Always have a big special effects, like when the UFO lands down and you're hearing the farmer yell at his wife, you know, and the the truck explodes and there's that stupid fucking cow that is just in every other shot watching that cow in that shot where that comes through. Uh, there's like these lines. There's like three, yeah, three lines that go through it. What the fuck is that? That cow is uh, composited into that shot from a different take, and they had was a he different... standing behind like a fence. Uh, well, they had a different lighting set up, and they changed the light. I guess they couldn't get the cow. Once they changed the light, they couldn't get the cow to stand in the same spot and do the same motion. So they nixed the cow and, and just composited him in. I know. I could tell that he was fake, but like there, but there's these three weird lines that are over the top of him that I, that I just don't get. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's some some kind of shadow from something. But yeah, I don't know what it. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't look right, and it's weird. Uh, but but then the other times, it looks like it's a real cow standing there. So. Well, yeah, I think it's just that one shot where the, the truck gets smashed by the UFO. All the rest of the times, I think it's <laughs> like when the alien is like rolling his spaceship out and the cow's just watching him. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid, man. I don't know why it cracks me up, but it does. Only thing that's reliable around here, it pulls its weight, is my truck. <laughs> he talks He talks such shit to his, his, to his wife. Get your big butt back in there. Yet again, not a big butt. <laughs> Butts were... What we think of big butts is skewed over the years. <laughs> it's 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 a re- reoccurring theme. Yeah, it really, it really is. Like these late nineties fucking early odds movies. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it is kind of mind blowing. Different era, man. Different era. It's just different standards of beauty. I don't know. It's like, Based off of how yeah. Will Smith was dressed in the beginning, I don't know if they knew what was going on in the nineties. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I liked a lot of the special effects, man. I thought the special effects in this really held up. CGI, uh, the miniatures, and Rick Baker, uh, Rick Baker's um, makeup stuff. Yeah, what really helps is like all the all the little creatures de- have like definite personalities. Like the little bugs are in the coffee, or you know, in the break room getting coffee. Oh yeah, the little worm guys. 
Hey, yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, yeah. And then, you know, you got Wigang and Bob, you know, the guys who are running operations over there. With their one watchful eye. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like the one that's on, that's on, it's like in, in the, you know, upstage. Uh, like, you know, it like it bends its whole head all the way around to look at Jay <laughs> and like comes back, you know. Oof. <laughs> Always watching. And I, I like the little gag where they had like all the all the technology, all the, or I guess the room where they store all the uh, alien technology that they've c- confiscated over the years. They got the little ball gag. Oh, that bounces around that, that apparently caused a blackout in 1970, whatever. But I, I think my favorite part is where... Uh, Tommy Lee Jones picks up that uh, the translator, and he's like, "Yeah, no, you know, you can't use this on humans because uh, in some galaxies, like human thought is so dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's like illegal or something. It's like it makes you kind of proud, doesn't it? It's got nice moments. Yeah, yeah, it does. We 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 glossed over one of the things that I always think about as far as like good moments is how Edgar's wife says Edgar, like he was wearing an Egg, Edgar suit. I can't even do it. Edgar, you know, Edgar suit. Edgar, an Edgar suit. An Edgar. She suit. runs everything together." <laughs> Would you, you want some you, sugar water? Sh- sugar water. It's weird how she, she speaks like that, but like her husband doesn't. Like, you know, where's she from? Who knows, man? <laughs> Definitely a strong choice, but it's cool because it's, it's it's such a it's such a character. Those New York farms. I don't know. I would like to like them to check back in on her when she's got her new dresses and she's got a, a decorator in there that's completely redone the house and she's got some man that really really loves her. That, that really cares. Yeah. He actually loves her shitty lemonade. I mean, you probably wouldn't even recognize her at that point. Yeah, that's true. That's the best story. That weak ass story is the best you can do. I did like how he wanted everyone to have like a better life and better memories and all of that. See, you guys are saying Will Smith's a bad guy in this. Come on, look. No, he wants better. No, he's not a bad guy. I just, I mean, he seems very immature to me. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, I think that's his. You know, that's his story arc. You know, okay, but he's like 37. Like. Is he really? We don't know how old he is. They don't give an no, age. I looked it up. I looked it up. He's well, okay, sick. yeah, that's how old the actor is, but we don't know how like old he's supposed to be in the film. You're right. He's probably like 17. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 17. <laughs> this is the remake of Cuffs. <laughs> the high schooler goes undercover at the police department. No, actually, like kind of on that, I feel like like Will Smith would have been great for this role if he were younger. Like this, like like a younger Will Smith, like not like Will Smith is perfect. That's not what I mean. But like the character is so young and immature and having Will Smith as kind of like he is 37 in this. It just it it seems weird to me. I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't notice that at all as a kid. I was a kid. I thought he was great. Um, but like now as like an old person in my 30s, I'm like, no, <laughs> like you're too old to act like this. <laughs> no, I'm I'm. I'm 37, and I would like to think that I would act this way, Kristen. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Jared. Wait, wait, hold up. He was born in 68. <sighs> oh, I don't know. I just I googled so, how old Jay was in Men in Black, and it said 37. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah, he he would have been 29. Oh, okay. Well, that's still too old to act like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, Kristen, you're confused because you, you forgot that women mature faster than guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at this the wrong way. Is this, you know... <laughs> He's a late so how old was he, Brian? Uh, well, he was born in '68, uh, so he would have been like, what is this? This came out in '97, so yeah, he would have been been 29. Wait, did one of them come out in 2002? Yeah, that was the uh, the second one. Okay, this is what I was looking at. Okay, I, I I'm not following their math actually. 
So it says, it doesn't, I mean, none of this matters. Okay, yeah, so someone's arguing with them and saying Will Smith was only like 28. <laughs> Don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> but if you do... Yeah, there's like actually... Like really stand up for it and and, and, <laughs> and fight for it. Because if you read it, you need to really go for it. Like, fuck no, that's true, bro. Well, so uh, no. I guess K makes a reference to being 29 in 1969. And so that, according to this person... Jay, because of their math, they do all of the math. He would be 32 in the first movie and 37 in the second movie. Oh, wait. He says you... Uh, this is not official. This is just like an internet thread. Like, yeah, right close. <laughs> yeah but, but at the end, he, doesn't he say... He says, like, uh, you should have been here for the whatever incident um, in, like, 68. But, oh, I guess you weren't even born in 68. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. Okay, so the Okay, okay. That's where the person's getting their incorrect math from. Oh, fuck. We got to bring up, before I goddamn forget, Danny Elfman did the fucking oh, music yeah. for this movie. Did a great job. Yeah. Terrific score. You know, it only really sound, sounds like Danny Elfman at like the opening with the with the dragonfly. Yeah. Before his credit came up, my wife was like, this sounds a lot like Beetlejuice. And I was like, wait yeah. for it. That's just because there's a bug, Lindsay. I know. I was thinking it's, it was just like, it reminded me so much of Adam's Family Values. I know it's the oh, same okay. director, but like, did he do the second one? Yeah, or, I don't he did know. both of them. Yeah, okay, mm. um, but yeah, like the whole opening, I was like, I know this isn't Adam's family, <laughs> but like that's what it reminded me of, especially with like the font and everything too. I was, I did enjoy that score, but I was more distracted by the terrible CGI of the bug. Oh, I liked the bug. All right, I thought it was terrible too. <laughs> did you know the background where the bug is flying? With all the cars and that desert, all of that's a model. Nice freaking model. Yeah, that blew my fucking mind, dude. I was like, wait a minute. I had to go back and rewatch it again. I was just like, oh my God. And, and you, you go back and watch it, you can kind of see they're using like these same pieces over and over again. That's why it felt like Beetlejuice. That's cool. But man, dude, it, it, it is badass. Yeah, that's one of the reasons it felt like Be- Beetlejuice. I mean, okay, so not only Danny Elfman, but this is also uh, Bo Welch uh, is the production designer. This is a production designer from Edward Scissorhands, uh, Batman Returns. Uh, he may have done another Tim Burton film. But, I mean, yeah, he even did Ghostbusters too. He did The Birdcage that we've talked about. I like him. Well, calm down. He also directed uh, that Mike Myers uh, movie, Cat in the Hat, too. So, you know, we all make mistakes. Bro, no. A tour de force in children's film. I only saw it once, so I'll, I'll, I'll bite my tongue for now. As you should say. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it another watch. We'll come back and uh, revisit this conversation then. <laughs> when we do Mike Myers month. <sighs> Oh god, that sounds terrible. We'll just butt it up with like all the worst ones, like Love no, no, Guru. No, no, we, and... uh, <laughs> <laughs> no we still got to do so. Married an Axe Murder, and then do a bunch of shitty ones. Or we could do the good ones, like Wayne's World, the first Austin Powers. The first two Austin Powers are really good. I used to, used to I used to think you were crazy, but now I can see you're nuts. As <laughs> my one of my favorite lines from, I think that's from Goldmember. Oh, uh, dude, Steven Spielberg's cameo in that just about killed me. I don't remember his cameo. What was his cameo? Uh, you know, like how they do the big dance numbers and all the uh, beginning of the Austin Powers films. Um, doing another one in that movie, and somebody's like shooting it, and like the the camera comes down, and 
he's like, I think we need to do something like this. And Steven Spielberg comes out from behind the camera and he's like, holds up his Oscar. And I, he's like, well, I think <laughs> my little golden <laughs> statue here says otherwise. Some crap like that. It's a nice little moment. Oh, so it's just like, you know, it's it's like the Gus Van Sant thing in the Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, they're like, well, they're like, it's like, what, what do you think, Gus? And he, and he like cuts to Gus Van Sant, and he's like counting his giant stack of money, and he's like, Ben, I'm busy. That is the least Gus Van Sant like movie of his entire filmography. Oh, G- uh, Good Will Hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually shot like a film. It's not like you know super arty, ridiculous stuff. I fucked up, man. I remember. Uh, Oh shit! The Good Will Hunting came out the same year as this movie, but I, I remember seeing that in the really? theater, yeah, and being like, "Oh, I'm gonna go watch." This was every- a big year, wasn't it? There was a bunch of shit that came out this year. <sighs> Man, it, it was a, it was a weird summer. It was it was kind of a shitty summer. Uh, no, it was not. Yeah, dude, I looked this up already, and it was great. Well, okay, the adult action movies were good. Even some of those were bad, but I mean, like all the blockbusters. This was hold on. This was Air Force One, Speed Two. Yeah, okay, there we go. You're just proving my point. Air Force One is <laughs> well, the good. come. But hold up, <laughs> Men in Black was the savior of the summer of 1997. Uh, Air Force One came out like a, I think the month after. That was an August film, right? So the summer, the leading up into the summer, you had The Fifth Element. Questionable whether that's good or not. That's an amazing film. Fuck you. Questionable, <laughs> right? Lost World, Con Air. Speed 2 Cruise Control, Batman and Robin. Drop the bunny. Con Air and Face Off came out in the same year? Yeah. Double Whoa. double Nicolas Cage films, man. Whoa. It's like he had two faces. Um, <laughs> dude. <laughs> okay, hold on. You're, you're saying this is a bad year? Bro, it's a bad year. Mimic, Spawn, oh, well, ho- Air Force One, Wait, Spawn, is, Spawn is a terrible movie. You, hold up. We're not... You get to throw Spawn in a good movie category. Go fuck yourself. What are you talking it's about? It's okay. It's watchable. It's John Leguizamo, bro. No, it's not. It's John Leguizamo with fart jokes and eating like maggot pizza. Do you remember that film? Yeah. Do you remember the I also, shitty CGI? I also, en- I also enjoy the, the Mario Brothers movie, bro. And, but also, and, and, I, I, and if you like, dude, George in the Jungle came out this year. Brandon Fraser before we really got to see what he could do. I feel like I'm saying terrible and you're you're not understanding what that word means? No, George of the No, George of the Jungle's also bad, Jared. What? Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for that tree, Brian. <laughs> no. Well, all of those aside, the fifth element, the fucking Con Air, Face Off, Men in Black, Contact, Air Force 1. Every single one of those are excellent films. You can't fight with that. That's a solid year, bro. I, I can't believe you're just like straight face, like fucking Con Air, man. Con Air. Put the Dude, bunny. Con Air. <laughs> Drop the bunny. <laughs> go on, go on. <sighs> With Nicolas Cage's glorious hair blowing in the wind. Fucking. Excellent. That amazing skullet. John Cusack, John Malkovich, Nicolas Cage. Oh, no. I've, Rams, I've seen Con Air, yeah. Steve Buscemi, I, Danny Trejo. Like everybody and their mama is in that movie, bro. And that terrible, uh, was it Lee? Uh, Lee, who, who's the who's the rhymes chick? Is it Lee Rhymes? Leanne Rhymes? Leanne Rhymes? Leanne Rhymes? There we go. Leanne Rhymes? What, you don't like Leanne Rhymes? What was the song? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what she what she sings. Oh, it was, uh, dude. Are you kidding me? It was like everywhere in the summer '97. Uh, what could I, how could I live without you? That was like uh, the big fucking song in that movie. That's uh, when he finally meets his girl. Both of his girls, his daughter and his wife, they play that song in Las Vegas because that's where the ship crashes. How do I live without you? 
Yeah, see, that movie's not as good as you remember, is it? Because you forgot about that. I forgot about that <laughs> shitty song. <sighs> I'm just saying. I'm trying to see if they put. I'm trying to see if they put that song in the trailer. Probably not. They wanted people to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, there but was like a music video. It was repeat on MTV. What's cool about Con Air is it's shot really cool, and it, it, it's it's a cool fucking action flick, bro. Bro, that looks just like every other fucking Brockheimer fucking action flick of the time. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face with that. It's got the same kind of score <laughs> as, as all of his movies. It's super fucking like bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, bro. Fun movie. Fun movie, yes. Great. Let's calm down with that word. Okay, we'll, we'll compare. We will compare. Okay. IMDb rates Men in Black higher than Con Air. Well, uh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right, IMDb rating is a 6.9 Con Air and a 7.3, so it's pretty damn close, Brian. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about how IMDb, like, you know, does their medium average and stuff, so. Oh... Anybody got anything else? Barry Sonnenfeld is is producing a new Disney movie called Disenchanted. Is that actually still working? Is that a sequel to uh, Enchanted? Ten years after her happily ever after, Giselle yep. questions her happiness. Am I really happy? I got one little nitpick at the end. Only one. Tommy Lee Jones getting his memory flat flashed at the end, getting neuralized. I did not like that in any way, shape, or form. I didn't like the story with. His long lost love that just made me like question all, everything that these agents had to give up <laughs> in their personal lives and their private lives. I wish that stuff was just cut out of the movie because I just I don't I don't get the sappy emotions. I don't feel anything for that moment. I don't I don't get the feels. I just wish it was gone. It did feel weird that it just happened right there in front of the building, you know, and then K gets to, uh, Jay gets to do it and. Is this okay? <laughs> We're not going to run this by Zed. And it's weird that at the beginning of the movie, they set it up like, you know, uh, Kay's partner, uh, D, is retiring. So <laughs> That guy just got left uh, out in the desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later, D. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And, and so it's weird that, that he's leaving at the end. It's like, shouldn't we be training two people? I guess that's why um, the coroner chick gets to gets to go because they need to didn't they make a comment that it was like his second day of work yeah second day of work yeah they do at the end right after they blow that bug up so it's time to within two days he's good he's it's ready to pass the torch you've learned everything you need to know i didn't like him retiring i didn't like k retiring but I don't think there was any other way to wrap that story up, especially since they had the whole line about when when he's stalking his girl and ever and 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 Jay asks him like you know did she ever marry and he was like no like basically because he never showed up he ghosted her she just <laughs> is so heartbroken and has no life except for her garden is kind of the implication. <laughs> and so if that is the story, the line that they have given her, like you kind of, I mean, it, it, I thought it was sweet that they reunited them because what else does she have? She has nothing. <laughs> She's been growing that same tree for 35 years. It's the tree he gave me on my first date. He was supposed to give me the flowers to plant around it. As No, no, as, as, our, as our love grows, we shall see this tree grow into a mighty thing. <laughs> So she keeps it pruned and watered. Oh god! Still letting the the love grow until he comes out of his coma. So cheesy. 
No, but that's the only thing they can do. I, I, I liked that he like awakened out of his coma and is reunited with his long lost love. There's no other way they could have done that. It is super cheesy, but what else would they have done? I just wish they just didn't have it. I, it would have been cool if like... Because he the... has... Oh, sorry, go on. No. I just gonna... He has no family. He was recruited, what, in at the, the end of the 60s. So his family's dead. Um, maybe he has a sibling somewhere, but he didn't mention them. He has, he has nobody, but he's ready to retire. And so what does that mean? If you don't even have your memory and you don't have anywhere to go or anyone like he would like essentially just be like a homeless, like a crazy homeless person and like wandering around trying to understand what's going on in the world. And he has nobody and no money and nothing. And He's like he's like the dude in Shawshank who gets out Brooks when he gets out and you know, the the whole damn world's gone up and got itself in a hurry because <laughs> he, he he like neuralizes him to back you know thirty five years and and Tommy Lee Jones just wakes up and he's like I'm an old man what the fuck happened like <laughs> you had lost at sea uh, a FedEx plane went down <laughs> what's a FedEx plane <laughs> it's like the mail only faster. <laughs> I didn't like it. I just wish it was completely removed from the movie. It, it didn't add anything really for me in the in the movie. Like I no. I, I got oh. the the fact that these two well, it just it makes me think about the organization in the in like how could how is this organization sustainable? So you have to give up everything in your life and Tommy Lee Jones has this one woman that is literally pining after him for like the 30 years of her life, but not everybody is going to have that. I'm pretty sure Zed's not going to have that. So it, it just makes me feel bad for everybody at MIB, and it, it doesn't add anything to the story. It's not like we were getting a like a Danny Glover, like, I'm too old for this shit, I need to retire storyline from from K. We, we never got any kind of like, oh, this is, this is difficult, I can't keep up. Like, he's still kicking ass in this movie. I mean, if you're saying that, like, you don't want him to retire and you think you should have been in the sequel, you're like, yeah, I mean, he's a great character. I he love is. him. But if he is going to retire, that's the only way they can really do it, I think. Well, what I'm saying is, it's like, there's no retire, there's no retirement subplot. Like, outside of, yeah. like, him spying on his girl, this is the, <laughs> that's the only, like, indication in any part of the movie that we would have that he's going to retire. It seems well, very- that's why it's a surprise at the end. Is it a surprise? It just comes out of nowhere. It does come out of nowhere. That's why it's a surprise. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, well, I, I like a little bit of foreshadowing in my surprise, like a little bit of character building of some kind where it's like, oh, like, you know, that's, there was. that's how a surprise he, he works. Was, you know, he goes and sits down and, and, and he's like, you know, using his cool little satellite stalking machine and, and he looks her up and he's like, yep, still, still pruning the tree. She still loves me. She still loves me. Not a fan. I was just not a fan. Enhance. I would have, I would have really liked to see like Tommy Lee Jones and, and Will Smith and Linda Farentino like all go to the car, and make the Dennis Rodman joke. That would have been great. Well, I think that was the other reason that they had to. Re- I mean, they didn't have to, but they felt they needed to retire Tommy Lee Jones so they could have the lady because they're trying to have a lady. How's it going to be the Men in Black now? Gosh. We should have thought about that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they do bring that up in Men in Black International. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, we're the, we're the people in black. We're the men and women in black. And I guess we didn't think this through. No, it's just like in Star Trek. Everybody's sir and mister. Wait, is that true? 
when they when they talk to Captain Janeway, it's yes, sir. I never noticed that. Are we at uh, we at ratings here, guys? Yes, sir. <laughs> Who's going first? Who's rating Men in Black? I'll go first. Yay! I loved this movie when it came out. It was so funny, and I loved all of the aliens and all of the technology, and everything was just so new for me and very innovative and so funny. And I just everything about this, I mean, it was, was big, and I loved it. And looking back, I mean, some of the stuff definitely held up, but I feel like I don't know. It, it 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 was one of those things that I really enjoyed way more as a kid than as an adult. I feel like maybe I don't know. Maybe if I watched it more over the years, I would have. I don't know. But there's such a gap between the this time and the last time I saw this movie that like I was almost bored with it. And and it's unfortunate because I think it's really well done. I think it looks beautiful I the wardrobe is eh, but like everything else you know looks beautiful and the acting is great and it's shot well and I don't know it's probably lit well and the story structure is great um, I actually do enjoy the way they tied up a lot of the loose ends but like I was just kind of bored I even started to watch it a second time because I was like maybe I just wasn't in a good mood and I need to give this another chance and then after like 30 minutes, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? What? And I turned it off. Wow. <laughs> that was really shocking. So, um, uh, I'm going to have to give it like a 6.5. And I honestly find that I'm going to give it a 6.5 because I feel like for nostalgic reasons, I loved this. I love this as a kid. And I am also giving it true because it's so well done. But yeah, I just I just didn't enjoy it. I, I didn't really laugh very much. I just I was kind of like, yeah, that happens. And yeah, they're gonna do this now. And yeah, there they did it. They did it. And so you're gonna do that now. Okay, there they go. It was just kind of boring. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you. Right now, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I and I no, no, I really appreciate that the entire time that you said your review, you were looking down because you were ashamed of what you were saying. I know, I saying. couldn't look at you guys. I know. <laughs> I know. I couldn't even look at you. I, I even feel bad. No, it's true. Uh. It's true. If that's how I'm you feel, sorry. that's how you feel. So what'd you say? A six? A six point five. Six point five, okay. I don't see how you can't give this movie a ten. Okay, did you hear what I said though? Because I can repeat it. Like it was, Oh, I wish you would. It was yeah, boring. No, um, <laughs> boring. No, I actually only found myself like really like picking up my phone one time during this film. And I think this is because I had crazy brain thing going on. But I, I, I really, 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 really loved this movie growing up. I mean, this is like a movie that I had probably seen, you know, 15, 20 times, um, which is a lot for me. And uh, it was a very quotable film. And, and like, you know, I, just, I love all the characters and, and I don't really feel the runtime on it. I, I think it's kind of cool. I, uh, I, I enjoyed watching it again. And I didn't have any trouble watching this film tw- uh, two times for this review. Um, I don't know, I, I, but I, it's all 100% nostalgia because I don't think that I would rate it as high uh, now if it had come out now and, and be what it be. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I, I think it's a fun movie. It's 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 funny. I actually I actually still laugh at some of the stupid jokes, and I love all the little characters and all that. And when and I totally see how it spanned how it spawned. They say spawn came back in, Brian. How it spawned a a franchise. I am the violator. <laughs> uh, so what? You, you you settled on a ten? I'm giving it. I'm giving it a glaring childhood loving ten. I think you guys are crazy. I don't think you have to put a, a prerequisite of a, a child's eyes on this movie, man. I, I think this is something special. I, you guys are totally over uh, overlooking all this, man. I think this is a, a hard comedy formula to nail down to do action sci-fi or, or the, the action and fantasy and still keep your movie funny, fast-paced and moving. And not get bogged down in plot and all this other stuff. I mean, th- there was a whole subplot in this movie with another alien race. There was originally supposed to be, like, two alien races that were coming down looking for the galaxy. And the bug was just trying to get the galaxy that so that these two alien races were going to kill each other. And then the bugs could eat all the dead bodies. But the, it was just too complicated mm. for the, the fucking audience. So they just got rid of it and simplified it. And, I, man, this movie just, like, when it's done... It moves so fast. I I want more. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's why. Like, usually when I watch this, I usually do put in the sequel. It's because like yeah, I, I kind of want a little bit more Men in Black. And it's only like eighty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think this is uh, incredibly well done. There's so much imagination put in this thing. Rick Baker's fucking goddamn makeup that he's putting on just the Egger suit and watching Vincent Egg- uh, D'Onofrio like just. Rot. We didn't even bring him up, bro. He's so good in this. Right? Like how he's walking. So fucking good. Yeah. He's, he's just committed to it, man. He's just like, fuck it, bro. Like, I'm, I'm going to walk like a broken... Like, his back is broken and his legs are like... He, even the fours. way he drives. He's driving. He's like... Arr, 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 arr. He's <laughs> driving and starts and stops, you know? Uh, like he, he disappears into this character. He's so fucking good. He is to- yeah, he is totally great. And... I mean, uh, the, I don't know. I think there's like so much imagination in this movie and just seeing the MIB headquarters and the the 60s like set designs and the, the, the fucking room where they have the weird egg shape uh, white chairs and he's got to go get the table. Like, yeah, that's just I love that. lit so well. And like, yeah, the beginning and like, uh, I guess it's supposed to be in Texas with the illegal aliens being pulled over and there's an alien with the illegal aliens yeah, yeah, amazing. It, that it looks like a set, and the the light is coming from every different direction. It works so well. I, like I just I don't care how wrong it is. I don't. It's it, like all of this works so well. It, it very solid ten. This this is a comedy film that nails it. It's it's the best of the Ghostbuster clones, hands down. Okay, I wanted to add that the about a few more a few more points. Okay. No, like one of the things that I really loved about this movie <laughs> that I forgot to mention was that it was the end with the galaxy on Orion's belt and the way they did that like blew my mind as a kid. I absolutely loved how something so big could also be so small at the same time. And that marble shot closing the movie out that really yeah, just nails that was- point home. I mean, I was so, like, when the movie ended on that, I was so upset. I was like, where's the next one? <laughs> like, I was so ready for it. I was, I loved that. That's how you know you got a good franchise on your hands. It's true. I want more. Oh, yeah. I need more. Although the 90s alien jumps are all terrible in this movie. 
It's like the guys that this climbing the walls and <laughs> yeah. shit. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, oh. It's terrible. It's like uh, that first X Men movie <laughs> when Sabretooth jumps. It's like, woo! I'm on wires. Yeah, totally on wires, and I'm bouncy. <laughs> Uh, when he's when he's climbing up the side of that like uh, that wall, and then you see uh, the return shot, and then the next shot is when Will Smith's going up there as well. You can see the um, skyscrapers off in the background, and you can see the HMI light sticking out behind one of the skyscrapers. Oh, I, I guess I guess we should actually like maybe knock a little something off for that scene. That no, that dude, that scene makes no sense with the alien. He he jumps up top, goes to the top of the building. And then he starts looking for doors to go yeah down. to go into the building. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. Of course, you're going to run into the police officer, you dumbass. Don't you know how buildings work? See, on my board, they don't work that way. You go, you go on top, and then when you go in, you it's to the next building or something. There was just nowhere to hide. <laughs> There's no taller building. So with it, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us? You can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word. Crew at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience follow you? The audience can follow me on Instagram at CheckTheGate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, and on Apple Podcasts with Torah Stories, wherever you get your podcast. And Christian... Where can they follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. And that's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, we're going to close out the show with the Will Smith song, Men in Black. Right? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> You're not going to open with that? Oh, you think we should do Danny Elfman at the end? Yes, I do, because I actually didn't like Men in Black as much as I liked Wild Wild West. Like, that was a better song. Sorry. The only thing, uh, outside of the costumes, the only thing uh, Wild Wild West does excel at a little bit better. Wiki wow. Wiki wiki wow. <laughs> it is better than we are the men in black. Here come the men in black. Galaxy defenders. <laughs> wiki wiki wow wiki wow wow west all right so we are gonna play track one from the men in black soundtrack titled main titles from composer danny elfman enjoy mm-hmm.